You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to another episode of Half Hour with Jeff and Richie, the podcast where we deeply dive into the shows that we see. This week we are discussing the new Broadway play revival of Pearly Victorious. Are you ready for our thoughts on this Broadway classic? Then join us for the next 30 minutes. I'm Richie, a theater director and producer. And I'm Jeff, a music industry producer and manager. Let's explore Pearly Victorious. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Half hour. Welcome to today's show, everyone. Before we get started, we always like to let our listeners know there's going to be some spoilers in our discussion about the show that we're talking about in the episode today. So if you still want to see it first, that's okay. Go check it out on Broadway and then come back and listen to this episode. You have been warned. So that being said, here's a little bit of an overview on the show we're discussing today. The full title, by the way, is Pearly Victorious, a non-Confederate romp through the cotton patch. This is a Broadway revival. It is playing at the Music Box Theater on Broadway in Midtown Manhattan in New York City. It is a three-act comedic stage play written by American playwright Ossie Davis. The play tells the fictional story of Reverend Pearlie Victorious Judson, a dynamic traveling preacher returning to his hometown in rural Georgia to save his small hometown church. The play, starring Davis himself in the title role, was on Broadway in 1961. It did run for 261 performances. The play um, now is being revived on Broadway 2023, which is what we're talking about here now at the Music Box Theater. It is directed by Kenny Leon. It marks the first major New York production of the play since the original closed in 1962. And fun fact, we'll talk about this a little bit later. This was also made into a musical, which Mm -hmm. is very cool. In 1970, it was made into a musical. It was revived on Broadway two years later in 1972, and it had a 2005 encores run as well. Uh, Just some fun information about the show. Uh, But this is the first revival of the play, and today we're discussing Pearly Victorious, the play, starring Leslie Odom Jr., Tony Award winner, Mm. Leslie Odom Jr., and Carrie Young. We're going to talk about their performances and a bunch of others soon. Before we do that, let's just talk overall thoughts, Jeff. What were your thoughts on Pearly Victorious on the Broadway? Here's my bold statement so far of the season. Okay, go. (laughs) Um, I think that this has probably been one of my favorite plays in a very long time. Totally agree. Very long time. From Kenny Leon's direction to this amazing cast and such like an important story. Like I know that this is not a a current story, but it's an important story and it plays into so much of what's still happening in the world today. So, you know, that's probably sounds very vague right now to everyone, but, (laughs) but I do, I do have to say like, I, I don't know. There was just, I kept wanting more in this whole show. Like I was never bored for one second and it was just so good. I think when you're a playwright like Ossie Davis and you're smart and you know what you're doing, you can have success with this because this is satirical. 
This is satire on a very serious subject matter. Not to compare it, but when I think of something like The Producers with Mel Brooks, a very serious subject matter of Nazis, and it's satirical, and you do it smart, I think it works. And so I think we can, of course, have plays about this serious subject matter talking about how dreadful and horrible and serious it is. And then you have plays like this where we say, wait, this was actually so bad and so crazy that there's some comedic lining here. And Leslie and Kara find that. Kenny Leon finds that in the direction amongst the rest of the cast for sure. But this is actually, I will agree, Jeff, a highlight of this Tony season for me. It did get extended till February, which is wonderful. I was just like blown away. I was laughing. And at the end, I cried. I thought the ending (laughs) was so moving to me. Leslie has this moment. I'll kind of just ruin it now where he comes down to the edge of the stage and breaks the fourth wall and talks to the audience and says this monologue that is so moving, but full of hope and passion, but also just spellbind. I'm just gripping my seat watching him. I think he cried giving it. Uh, I, I watching him crying, saying it. I would go back in a heartbeat just to watch him give that last five minute monologue. Uh, yes, to I know I'm going off on tangents, but this was wonderful and in, in so important. And I cannot believe it's taken this long to have a revival of this on Broadway. I understand why someone wanted to musicalize this. Uh, it makes complete sense. And yeah, really, really great. Oh my, there's so many different places we can start. <laughs> going I mean, off on a tent, you going yeah, off on a tent. Me, you, me. Not, <laughs> not, not me. you. No way. <laughs> um, let's start with the cast, probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Because you, you already touched on them. Yeah. And yeah. The chemistry that Leslie and Kara have is beyond. It, beyond. Well, Leslie is great. As himself, Kara, as we know from the few things we've seen her in now lately, is amazing. And together, and I don't want to say that the others aren't because we're going to get to some amazing supporting. I truly think every supporting performer in this was amazing too. But Leslie and Kara have great chemistry. Kara, Kara, Kara. I think I said in my On the Street review, Kara Young, Kara Young, Kara Young. This has to be another Tony nom. I believe she's already a Tony nominee for Cost of Living, I believe it was her Tony nomination. She was. Uh, this has to be another Tony nomination for her. This woman took this role and said, oh, I could be really over the top, silly, stupid with this. I could also be really stiff and boring with this. And it was neither. It was this beautiful, eclectic mix of comedy and physical comedy and like oh my gosh, I couldn't believe what she was doing with the role. It's like a great role. And she right. just found it. For I me. think like going off topic here, like we've seen Leslie in Hamilton. Yep. We know him as Burr. He's amazing. Great. We've seen Kara in Cost of Living. It was such a different performance because that was like so like contemporary and like real and new. Um, this was such a different acting performance mm-hmm. from her mm-hmm. and uh, from both. Yeah. So yeah. like, this is where I have to applaud because we like talk about things a lot with actor performances and like, how do you transform yourself into this role? Right. And they did, they gave me something that I did not say, Oh, that's Leslie Odom up there on the, the, the stage. And Oh, that's Kara Young up on the stage. Okay, whatever. They're doing the same thing over and over again. I did not get that for a second. I said, whoa, transformation here. 
Okay. Yeah. That is perfect. And at first, okay. So like Leslie, he's just perfect. And then Kara though, I'm like, what is she going to give us? Yeah. I don't, I don't know it. I didn't know anything about this show. Yeah. So I'm like, what is she supposed to be? And the comedy, the comedic timing that she just brought to this and the accent. And you thought she was like from either Alabama, Louisiana, this whole style. And I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. She's a, that's a great performer. She is. She really knows what she's doing. And it's, yeah. a, it's amazing to see that, not let alone some of these supporting roles. We had Billy Eugene Jones as Gitlo Judson, Heather Alicia Sims as Missy Judson. Those and two had amazing chemistry together, too. And I was blown right. away. By I was going to say, let's stop on them right there. Yeah. Real quick, because the comedy that they brought to this was great. We was just, just saw Billy in Fat Ham mm-hmm. and was really Which, blown. Was great, too. I, but that was another thing, because, like, I remember him from Fattenham, but I didn't, like, fully remember him, because he's playing a different role. And I said, like, I feel like I know this guy, mm. but where do I know him from? Do I know him from TV, or do I know him from something else? And then when you were like, oh, he's from Fattenham, I was like, oh, my God, yes. And 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 we, I also want to go into, um, J.O. Sanders plays the captain. What a, what a crazy role that is. Like, the lines so that you have to deliver, and I'm like... And so it's hard to like, I hate when there's like horrible people in shows and the acting is so good, but the character is so, I'm not saying written bad because the character was written well, but just a bad person, right? Like the character is like a really, really, really horrible person, but like Jay is playing it and I'm like, wow, you're like really in it, dude. Like you're, you're just committed to this horrible character and and you were funny at times because the playwriting, this is what I think Austin Davis does so well, is it takes us on this roller coaster of like, did you just say that? Like, that is not what really happened in American history, right? And you're like, no, it actually did. And then I'm like, you even see in Jay's face, like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I just, I just, that last scene where they're doing the money and signing and what name yeah. did you sign? I'm with them. Yeah, I always say that good playwriting and good direction and good acting, of course, but the playwriting and direction is, am I with you the whole time or most of the time? I was there with them, with them. And then we know like Jay's, um, you know, uh, the captain's son kind of saves the day, right? A little bit, you know, and helps them out with, but there's just like the, wait, what? The ping pong ball back and forth. Oh, that last scene was right, not the last scene in the church, the scene right, you know, leading up to it with, with the captain. I, he was great. I just was really all of these people, I can't stop speaking the praises of because I thought they were so wonderful. Totally. Like all these support- and and the one other person I want to shout out is Vanessa Calloway, who plays Adela Landy the, in the show. I think she's the in the home most of the show, right? And she's kind of there. She's got a lot of fun banter with Leslie and Kara a lot. I just thought her comedy was great. Uh, it just, yeah, she's kind of like the caretaker of the captain's son. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Kind of leading into that, I want to talk a little bit about the directing, though, mm. and the writing of some scenes. So, we'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back. What I found super interesting in here with this moment here is we start the show out and I don't know if it's supposed to come across as like, are they putting the play on or are they the actual people? It was interesting because in the beginning there's a coat rack of clothing and it looks like we're an ensemble of actors that are literally and figuratively putting on these clothes and becoming the characters to tell the story, which I've seen things done like that before. It makes sense, but it, also needs to be usually book ended at the end with, and now we take the coat off and hang it back up because we've told the story, which didn't happen at the end of this. And I wonder if Kenny Leon thought about it and said, well, we're ending with this moving monologue. How do I then just say like curtain blackout end of show, take the coat off. But I think that could have actually added something to it. So as much as I loved Kenny Leon's direction of this, I did kind of feel like that fell off the wagon a little bit, like the end with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm kind of stuck on this now. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. was something I did want to talk about because I would like, I feel like it did start that way. And then we end in the church. But is there some symbolism into that? Like that they end in the church. And it's almost like maybe it's like a little play that happened in the church. I don't know. Probably, There's a lot of ways you could think I'm probably it. trying to stretch it farther yeah. than it needs yeah. to be. Uh, it, it's just probably like. Well, because we ask, this. The set hey, became can- the church, you right. know? And, I don't know. And, and it was almost like a doll's house where, like, the curtains came and then glued to the wall. Then, like, the wall would come in and out. It was very doll's house-esque. And then when the church came at the end, it was glorious and beautiful. And we saw, was this whole thing set in this church that they were trying to save at the end and then they got? There's a lot yeah. of symbolism here, right? Um, with this wonderful set design by Derek McLean. Derek McLean. Um, which I love, love his scenery. We love everything Derek McLean does. And I just loved the set. I, I like a lot of his scenery. And just I mean, like, like even the, the transforming of like going <laughs> from their living quarters to the main um, home that the captain is in. Um, I don't even know if it's a home or if it's a storefront, whatever I want to, whatever it's meant to be. And then like stripping that away and it turning into the church was just, I'm like, Oh, I love a moment where you're just like, wow, this mm. is happening. You're fully invested into this show. Yeah. And then it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, I, I do think it ends really well. And, and when we were doing some research, we realized like the musical ends in the church, of course, too. And it's like a choir song, like a, a church choir. And, you know, I, I could see how it could be musicalized. But <laughs> taking all the music out of it, it was important to just see the play version of this, right? And the story. And I, I – I think this is an opportunity for us in 2023. You know, what was an audience in 1961 witnessing this during the civil rights movement? And now all these years later saying, wow, we've made a lot of progress. Wow, we actually have not made a lot of progress. In some ways we have, in some ways we haven't. And 
And how is a modern audience looking at this and saying, oh, gosh, those American days were so crazy, whatever, versus, oh, this is actually crazy because I think there's actually people that still act and talk like this today in some parts of this country. And that is what is really crazy to me. Okay, I want to bring up a a story here that I'm (laughs) going to relate this to, which is you're going to find this to be so bizarre. Okay. So first of all, a lot of this play is like talking about like the Jim Crow laws still being in effect in the South and – you know, segregation and all of that and how like now that's stripped away. But so I'm scrolling through TikTok the other day Mm -hmm. and I stop on this video and it's a girl talking about her experience on going to an estate sale because she saw these Ralph Lauren like cowboy boots that she really as it's been on her thing. And she goes to estate sales all the time. Okay. She walks into this home and you're not even ready for this, but it has all of these like racist paintings. What? Uh, no, I'm. It's in so, the home. In the home. In t- in today's like, day, like crazy, like blackface dolls, Ooh. figurines. Uh, I can show you the video. You're gonna oh be like God. absolutely blown away. But and I'm I, bringing I'm bringing this up because as far as we've come, a story like this <clears> is still so important because there's still people in this country, especially in deep South Alabama, that are this way. Yeah, and it's crazy, and that's why I think it's important that we keep telling. But then, but then I got to ask you this question, Jeff: Is someone like us? Why did someone like Aussie Davis tell this story? Not in this because it is serious. A family trying to save their church. They feel very strong about it. They're trying to figure out how they can't get it from this white slave owner. And then they win it at the end, and that's why I think the emotions come out because it is got a serious undertone. But why the comedy? I'm dying to know from your perspective, like, why is Aussie Davis throwing this to the comedy of the satire? Because it works. I'm sitting there and I'm saying, wow, we're laughing a little bit because it's so crazy, right? I think that's why he has to do it in comedy. Mm -hmm. I really think that's why it's done in comedy because – and I think this goes back to what Kenny Leon's trying to do in the beginning in like we're putting these clothes on and telling the story because we're telling the story on how ridiculous that time period was. Like Mm -hmm. from slave owners to now having help in your home to treating them like you are still better than the African-American group of people. It's like, and when any time the captain comes in and he's talking or whatever, you see his like, in like a weird way, his like love for them. But he like, doesn't know how to show that he actually does love them. And, and when he's like in his most vulnerable state, you're like, Oh, okay. It almost feels like they're a family. But as soon as one of them does something wrong, he snaps. But that's, that's the satire. That's the satire. satire. And (coughs) the rest of the cast is looking at him like rolling their eyes or you're crazy. And and I feel like that's why he's doing this in comedy because he has to show like this is how it really felt to be like, oh, okay, you're going to crack a whip at me. Oh, you're crazy, man. Or like, or even um, Vanessa Calloway's character, Adela, She's like, 
what are you going to do? You're not going to do anything. You know, you're not going to do anything that you say you're going to do to your son and you're not going to do it to me either. Like, I think it has to show that because when you, you show the connection that you actually have with someone, it's like a power play here. Well, that's why the satire was the captain saying, well, no, I do care about you. Keep everything the way it is. And no, like, and that's why there's this like extreme slavery, racism issues going on here. And, 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 and we need to be reminded that th- these were these were crazy times and really horrible, sad times. But I think someone like Ossie Davis took a second and said, what if we like kind of drew on the absurdity of this and said, there is a comedic undertone that maybe an audience, because we were an audience of black and white, a mix, you know, as any New York audience is. I find that every audience we go to in the Broadway shows is a mix of old and young, black and white, male and female. I kind of was looking around at one point and seeing like, a lot of people were laughing at everything. I didn't yeah. feel like just one demographic of people were laughing at something and one demographic was not, which I will say in some Broadway shows, sometimes that happens. I'm not going to name a specific show right now, but there are some times where I'm like, oh, all the women are laughing at that or all the whatever are laughing at. But this was like a, everyone was <gasps> at the moment and <laughs> at the. I kind of felt like we came together and looked at this piece of history and said, yeah, it's crazy. And we got to live in the times we're to, in today and say, how do we learn from this? And how do we learn from Ossie Davis's writing? And how do we learn from a revival of this and say, can this keep getting revived? Why hasn't this been revived a lot? And why is this working in 2023? We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, conditions apply. See website for details. Let's jump back into things. Yeah, but one thing like you can look at, too, is like when we're sitting in the theater, it's very easy to kind of like notice the people around you. And like you're saying, like, so for me, like noticing the, the people around me, uh, I, I'm watching like the two women in front of me or like listening to the w- two women behind me and like, or maybe there's like five people over there and some are like just receiving the piece very, very differently. Mm. And it's interesting to watch that because it makes you feel different about something as well. Sure. And that's, and, and, and that's women, men, <laughs> all different races. It's very interesting to feel because you're like, oh, wow, that person's feeling that right now. And I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, or or what am I feeling? Or like, did I hear that person sniffle? Why are they crying? When I think, you know? when I think you see a piece about black culture and you worry about how you're perceiving it and taking it, and maybe versus how your black friends are perceiving it, when you're seeing a gay 
a play about gay culture and maybe your straight friends are perceiving it differently than you as a gay person, a piece about women, a piece about Americans versus non-Americans. I mean, we can keep going elderly versus youth. I mean, there's so many demographics of people that see a show. I see a show and you see a show. We walk out of there maybe very different than a friend of ours with us. You know, that's what theater is, is about exposing emotions and telling different stories and opening your eyes to things that maybe you don't see in your daily life. That's why I think theater and Broadway and off-Broadway works so well in New York because you're seeing everything in New York, you know, um, really, really, really impressive stuff though, across the board. And, and, and let's just talk a little bit about, Broadway revivals, play revivals, is this working? It got amazing reviews. I I got extended. Clearly, this was the time to do this. You know, I, I wonder if they were waiting for COVID, not COVID. Was this a COVID project got delayed or not? I don't know. It's working. And I think everyone totally. should really see this. I do. I, I just I and I went in blind too. I knew it was a I actually knew it was a musical before it was a play. Because I, I I had always heard of Pearly, 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 but Pearly Victorious is the play. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, hey, let's get some producers to come and be like, let's bring the musical back now, right? <laughs> well, okay. So play, musical, bounce back and forth kind of shows. Now, I know this has a play. It has a musical version. I know Spring Awakening has a play. Has a musical version. What else has both? Do you know off the top of your head? Well, I know a lot of. Uh, I do know Hello Dolly is based on a play, The Matchmaker. Uh, I believe it's Thornton Wilder. I know that a lot of Roger Hammerstein old musicals, from my knowledge of that, come from books based on the book blank based on the book. Uh, no, but I mean of- like successful, like Broadway kind of like has a Broadway play. Someone saw it and was like, oh, let's make that a musical. Do we know of anything else? I, I, there are more. I know there are more. There just nothing is coming to my head right now. I'm, I know. I I'm think, putting you on the spot. I know. I think. Putting Cab- you on the spot, Mr. Broadway. I think Cabaret is based on a book, not a play. But I know it's based on, oh, gosh, I have to think. A lot of things are based on books. I do know that. And then, unfor- you know, the book world well, I know film. And now, based on. You, you know, everything's based yeah, on movies I know, I, now, but, you know. Well, I know everything's either based on a book or a movie or whatever. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. know if there was other things out there that have had both a play that has been successful and a musical that has been successful or people know of. So the only other one that mm. I really know of is, was Spring Awakening on the stage? Well, it was an old play? play, an old play. You know, I don't know. Right. You, know you, you, you even look at something like, uh, you can even go as far as West Side Story is based on Romeo and Juliet. That's an old play, you know? So okay. it's just, you know, things like yeah. things like that. Uh, so my question to you though is like, is it interesting that more plays <clears throat> are not turned into musicals or vice versa? Well, actually, this just break light bulb moment. Uh, Kimberly Akimbo was a play, and then by the same playwright who then, like Ossie Davis, light did the bulb. book for the musical. <laughs> so there we go. Kimberly Akimbo is an example. Uh, I I think that it takes the. It takes a smart creative team and a writer to say, okay, let's musicalize this. Cause you really have to look at a play and say, this will not work as a musical or yes, this will work as a musical. Why or why not? And then, you know, you need the funding, you need the backing, you need the, the writer to be on board with, with, or at least give the rights over to a new writer to adapt it. Lots of levels there. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious. Cause I feel like 
we see a lot of plays now, and I wonder if there's anything that we've seen that might be like, oh, that could actually yeah, work as it's interesting. a musical. Yeah. And anyway. in, in the last second before we get ready to wrap up, I did want to talk about the ending of this. Yes. I, I was moved by the ending of this play mm-hmm. because I didn't think it was going to hit me as emotionally as it did because for most of the play, but it's like I think it's the same thing, no intermission, 90 minutes or 100 minutes. Uh, I'm laughing, 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 and then <gasps> – and then laughing like, you know, and it's like all that. And then I get to the end. I just, I don't know. I, that monologue, watching him speak to the audience like that, and then watching the ensemble behind him respond the way they did. We weren't seeing the first preview. We were seeing this show a few weeks in. And to see the emotions of what he was saying about coming together as a community and working hard, I just started crying. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. The whole thing, the ending, I could have just watched him give that monologue every day. Yeah. The way he's talking about the church and the community and his mission and, and, and just being a human being in general. And just – I was just blown away by that. Well, there is such a moment too earlier, not when they were in the church yet, but when mm-hmm. they're – when he's learning that the money was um, given to him or the church was yes. registered. Yes, and And the captain is reading that the son had – registered it in the name of Hurley Victorious. I was like, oh, that's the moment. And then I think, I don't know if it was before or after, but, you know, Pearly, Leslie has this moment where he's saying to him, he's like, you took so much. You take so much. You take everything from us. I'm paraphrasing that in some way. That's where I was having my moment. It's like, oh, it's just so hard and cringe to watch that this man is like he took from all of these people and he thought he was doing them all a service of giving them opportunity and in fact it's not that you know it's like you're taking away from them to not to mention to think in real american history here how many estates how many lives were lost, how many estates were lost, how many opportunities were lost by people over time because of that. This is just one story we're hearing, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just really, really sad. And so. when you think of that too, and like you think of it today, and I'm sure there's so many people still in this world that are, you know, in situations like this. And not even like saying it's here, but like around the world. Yeah. Like who is, uh, you know, stuck in something that they should not be yeah and yeah. who's taking away from that life mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and i think that's like there's such a message in it at the end that makes totally. you totally it's another one of those plays at the end we left there and i'm like oh but there's such an interesting moment at the end though because the church is there now and everyone is welcome in the church and it doesn't matter what nationality you are or what background you are mm-hmm. or if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter because they all were welcome. And and then the the comedy cherry on the cake, not to – is that the coffin is standing upright. And they wheeled him in and left him standing because what do they say? Didn't they say he died standing up so we're going to bury him standing up? I, I, I just – like that is smart. Yeah. That is really smart. That's like 5% of the whole scene, right? But like 
that's smart comedy <laughs> writing to me, you know, like, and this guy is in the coffin there. But also and that's, the, you know, that the, the funeral is happening, happening in that church. Right. Yes. So it's right. Like, is right. it ironic or is it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, right. Right. You know, uh, but you know, so. so, oh my gosh. But, oh, oh my gosh. Time's flying by here. Let's just do a quick recap. What is our final thoughts on Pearly Victoria? Some probably. If you listen to the full episode, I'm sure you know by now you should go check out this yeah. play. Mm. If you didn't listen to it, you wouldn't have got this far in the podcast episode. But <laughs> I highly recommend this. This is probably one of my favorite things so far this season. I loved it, loved it, loved it. The acting, the set, the costumes. Which we didn't even say, but by Emilio Sosa, that wig hair makeup by our good podcast friend Jay Jarrett. Yes, we have an episode with Jay Jarrett. If you want to talk, go back and listen to his episode. Yeah, check out. I wonder if this was one of the shows that he was talking about. He was going to be coming up on the podcast because we talked about him. We didn't know to him a while back. Yeah, but yeah, Uh, I highly praise so much of this, and this is for everyone to go check out. It really is. I totally agree. Going to keep pushing plays on people. Go see more yeah. plays. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I really enjoyed it. I la- I literally laughed and I literally cried. And I always yeah. thought it was beautiful and wonderful. And I will say, I always like to talk about experience in the theater. I'm just going to throw a quick 30 seconds here at the end. This We saw the matinee where the everyone's phone is going to go off in the whole world or whatever in the United <laughs> States. So everyone turn your phone off. So there was so many reminders at this matinee that we went to. Turn your phone off. Turn Is it off? It's not silent, right? It's off announcements. Ushers. And yet they still went. If anyone's wondering, yes, they still, because some people asked us, a couple, there wasn't a lot. It didn't stop them from the piece. I, I wondered if more went off, if they would have stopped. But I was like, you heard the, as Patty's, oh gosh, I'm going to quote Patty Lapone from the Gypsy Revival. You heard it at the announcement at the beginning. You heard it intermission. Who do you think you are? You know, but it's like, you no, but I, she's right. You heard the announcement. Did you not? There were so many announcements to turn your phone off. So I, I still heard the uh, 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 going off at 2.22 or whatever it was, 20 minutes into the, the performance. It wasn't the end of the world, but it was frustrating. And people were scoffing around us like, come on, really? You know, the actors kept going, praised the actors for – but I always like to talk about something that happens at the show. Over there, and that was Yeah, because people just don't listen and yeah. they don't care because everyone is so, you know, they think they're invincible. Yeah, but, so, but- – that's that that's that. anyway so i didn't mean to end with that but i just wanted to say that earlier but yes go see pearly victorious on broadway we do, we are <laughs> going to wrap up our discussion now on this episode and we hope you enjoyed our deep dive discussion into pearly victorious don't forget we want to hear from you continue the conversation with us on instagram and tiktok at half hour podcast let us know your thoughts on pearly victorious and any other broadway or off broadway shows you'd like us to discuss and if you enjoyed our show please leave us a review your feedback helps us bring more broadway to you and remember you can listen to past episodes and stay tuned for upcoming ones we're only knee deep in the fall season y'all we got lots of shows coming up (laughs) Mm -hmm. until next time i'm jeff and i'm richie saying ta-ta bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.